0: Hello and welcome to the Gooners podcast. Mike
1: Mike. Yeah. Happy times. Happy times. I mean, not just Arsenal and Spurs, but I mean, you're here for two shows in a row. You're back. Two in a row? We almost have to stop talking about how you never come to pods anymore because you've been to to the last two pods. Although this time you're on time, which is great. (laughs) What time zone are you in right now? And and you, you were able to look at a clock rather than your mother? Uh, yeah. I'm in like the Indian time zones. We're on the half hour. <laughs> yes. yes. What, t- what, time what, what time is it? That's what I was laughing. What time is it in New Delhi? It's 10 and a half hours earlier. How yeah. the hell does that work? But it works for them. Uh, we got Owen with us today. <laughs> Owen, good to see you. Thank you for, uh, for, for picking up the slack on the open mic show yesterday. It was, it was class. It was, yeah. Even, even was. when I came on, it, it, it didn't go down that far. No, no, it didn't.
2: And i uh, it, it was good. It was a bit of a therapy session and um I now know that Jake's life is that bad that he admitted that he would replace you with Granit Chaka as his father.
1: Oh, I um, forgot about so that.
2: So we're just constantly learning things about each other, buddy, but probably um this is where our relationship is gonna end, unfortunately, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it is. But uh and we'll just, you know, when our relationship ends, we'll replace you with the man in the lower left hand corner. Um uh, <laughs> who uh who tells me that the that the chat loves to call him pudgy uh pudgy what is it it was pudgy messiah pudgy which, uh, messiah
3: I yeah i quite like that one <laughs> i mean I, out of all I, the I jesus brought,
1: ones that's one of the most inventive i brought you on so that you would not be pudgy uh because in relation to me no one's pudgy but uh, <laughs> but james from uh from the purely arsenal podcast that's me Good to have you back on again. We always enjoy Thanks. when you drop by and and, and lay the uh, the the fun and the and the comedy on us. So uh, <laughs> it's good to see you again. No pressure. Big win. We have beaten the Spurs. We have reclaimed North London, where we never really lost it, and uh, and they do get battered everywhere they go. So uh, let's. We have to talk about the game. We want to talk about the game. So Andy, let's kick it off.
0: Yeah, Um, it's kind of one of those weird ones, Mike, because you went into full meltdown, um, both (laughs) online, in private, and I know that you were like, I'm really just sitting here with this goofy emoji, but I know you well enough to know Stephanie probably had to lock herself away, I know Jake had a big night Saturday, he probably thought part of his homecoming was ruined because of how aggressive you got about Granite Jaka finding his way back into the team. In hindsight, it was a genius move, and he played really well, but I know for about an hour you overreacted and your blood pressure probably skyrocketed. Was it Merlo, Mike? Was it overreactive,
1: Mike? It was perspective, Mike, and I said (laughs) on Twitter, I said, you know what, my meltdown over Granite Xhaka starting this game was spread over three weeks, of just knowing it was going to happen and saying, well, there's nothing we can do. So when it actually happened, it's like, you know, I'm gonna get in a little bit of technical talk here that the finance people will understand. It's like, you know, when a major announcement happens to a company uh, on the stock market, sometimes it's a good announcement, but the stock goes down. Sometimes it's a bad announcement, but the stock goes up. And the reason is because it's already built into the stock. So the Jaca news was already built into me. I already knew it was going to happen. I let a little bit of my anger about it kind of seep out moment by moment over three weeks. So by the time it finally happened, I was like, "Ah, oh, well, there it is. All right, let's hope it works." Arteta, you're uh, you're going to die on this hill if if you know if if it ends up costing you. And frankly, someone at the pub mentioned, Xhaka's best games for Arsenal come right after he's returned from something dumb that he did, um, and then it starts getting bad again." So like you you want to play him, and then and like three games in then you you have to bench him to avoid the, the the meltdown again. Absolutely. And James, you know, in hindsight as I said,
0: the starting of Jokic, uh, he played really well. To Mike's point, he had some time off to relax. He probably does have a cool head. He did niggle and nick some of the players quite often, but the referee kept the the the, the pocket or the card in the pocket, and some of those were decent little fouls to just stop play, never aggressive enough, but You know, what are your thoughts on him just walking back into the side? Was it tactical? Is it just because he seemingly starts every goddamn week he wants? And then what were your general thoughts on the lineup after that, everyone else around him?
3: Yeah, so at first I was initially like, oh, no, really? Um, Because I really enjoyed the system that we've been using with uh, party at the base and then having like Odegaard and Smith Rowe as two number 10s theoretically, and then – Obviously, Pepe in there as well. And I thought with how bad Spurs have looked, especially on the right-hand side, I thought potentially if you want to switch Pepe to the left and put Saka back on the right, which we did and we've seen how better he's been when he plays on the right in the last two games because he'd come on and changed Wimbledon playing on the right-hand side as well. I thought maybe he'll stick with that. But I think how much the manager seems to love the player, um the players seem to love him you know it was only a couple years ago that they voted for him to be the captain so they still clearly love the guy and um yeah I, I like you said pleasantly surprised with how well he played um and yeah i was really impressed that and i it was quite unfortunate when he got injured that was the only you know real mm. bad thing in the game other than their goal for me
0: and then Owen,
3: oh, it sounded like
0: when the um when he came out and they did the announcement of the starting 11, I mean, he actually got a pretty large cheer. I don't know if it was like a legitimate or just like a, you know, but like he actually got a fairly large cheer from the
2: Emirates. So like, what do you take into that? Look, I think that as I've mentioned before, that sometimes we get swept up in the fact that we consider the twitter fan base to be the arsenal fan base as a whole when when the reality of it is is that the majority of the time what you see on twitter is completely different to you know the match day fan if you will that that how arsenal fans actually behave in real life It look it, it even led me yesterday to be quite concerned over what kind of reception the arsenal fans were going to give when they were doing the, the the round of applause for uh in remembrance of jimmy Greaves. so it was really good to see that everybody turned out in, in good spirits to, to applaud a man who was definitely deserving of, of receiving that but back to jacket look uh, as the boy said granite jacket is somebody who when he does come back from something like that often comes back in quite a good fashion and um, he, he, he seems to put there's a bit more of a spring in a step he's always going to point to prove the only problem with granite jack is that he needs one of those down in the dumps moments
0: but
2: mm. to have that resurgence and that just isn't sustainable but in saying that the cheer that you heard at the emirates maybe yesterday is because Sometimes uh, I think it was James that mentioned those those little tackles, those little nibbles, the little fouls that we see. You know you're going to get those with Jacka. Sometimes that's a necessary evil. And I think somebody pointed out in the chat there. I think it was Aston Max says I think he can justify Jacka uh, by realising he was one of the only only one of only three players over the age of twenty three, which is absolutely spot on. Is that he does bring a seniority to the the starting 11 in those matches he can be quite useful at calming those younger players down that at, at providing a bit of presence on the pitch and i think yesterday was just a classic granite jacket performance i don't think he was absolutely outstanding but he did a lot of the dirty work that needs done uh, and kept things very basic and, and very reliable the only i put out a thread a thread on twitter that i had some disagreement with and, and i can absolutely see where people are disagreeing with it uh, my opinion of the inclusion of granite jack it wasn't about his ability or what i was worried that he was going to do my my worry of it is is that i don't think that we should be hanging our- hanging our coats on the coat hanger of of, of granite jacket being the leader of arsenal going into the future and for me there's just a natural hierarchy that develops within a group anywhere whether it's in the workplace whether it's within a group of friends or whether it's uh, on a football pitch that that there there's only room for so many leaders and until we sweep granite jacket aside uh, players like kieran tierney martin nudegaard gabrielle these players aren't going to get the opportunity to rise up and become the leaders that we really need them to be um, whilst Granit is there. But look, I think to, to focus on anything negative after a game like that is it, just silly if you don't enjoy it, results like yesterday. Um uh, to, uh, I would question what type of what, what type of football fan you are if you're not enjoying a, a game like that. And the truth is, is that Granada Granada was a pivotal part of that. So you have to pay him his dues when he performs well, as much as we criticize him when he doesn't.
1: Yeah, yeah and the, the, I think the crowd. Uh, I mean, the the match going crowd generally will give the benefit of the doubt and and support the player from the start. Um, yes, it was the match going crowd that was kind of mocking him as he walked off against Palace on that fateful day. Um, you know, clapping his exclusion, but that was 60 minutes into a game where he was quite poor. Um, And, um, you know, and yes, the crowd against palace in that three, 0 loss with the, you're not fit to wear the shirt. I mean, that, that game began with very, very supportive away fans and it just devolved as the game went on. So it doesn't surprise me at all to see, you know, he's an arsenal player. Uh, He was playing for the arsenal against Tottenham that day. And, and, you know, I'm pleased that the, that you can count on generally real good support from the beginning, uh, from from the Arsenal fans. So, so I'm done.
0: I'm I'm con- I'm uh you have a timer. obliged to put this up at least six times in a pod. Um, I league honored it last week. I was I said if he if he plays, I'm done, and I flip flopped because one thing that in in hindsight, you know. Nuno came out after the match and said he got it, his starting eleven wrong, he got his tact like tactics wrong, whereas Arteta got everything perfect. I mean the boys were totally up for it, and I do think you know if you take one player out of that side, it's a completely different tactic. Whether it's Jaka, I know Pepe got dropped, so Mike. NBC put up a stat right before the match or during saying that this was the youngest team entering the premier league weekend by age. And I think someone in the comments also put that Jocko was one of those older players. And I want to make out a point to Owen. I think like when you look at leadership, there's two types, right? You've got your, your, your Patrick Vieira voice. And then you've got your Dennis Burkamp, who's lead by just example. And I don't know that you can say, like, well, Jacques is the leader and he pushes other people out. I think that he's that, like, aggressive, I'm going to get in the face of the opponent. I know how to get these players. And, like, regardless of our opinion of him, he might be loved by those 20-year-olds. And so Arteta sees that and says, well, he's got to stay, right? Um, But, again different match let's see what happens next week but Mike the stat the fact that we're the youngest team in the Premier League this weekend we played as well as we did granted Spurs were absolute shit um the famous phrase you can't win anything with kids what are your thoughts there I mean we played so well was it a combination of us just being good or Spurs being that bad
1: no it well I mean you make teams be bad sometimes I mean you I mean yeah, if they turn around. I mean, there are times where where we give stuff away that the other team didn't cause us to do, and you could easily say, yeah, Arsenal were just that bad because, I mean, they just did the stupidest things. Rarely does that happen to a, a team that we're playing against. Uh, but, you know, Spurs were, were, were not great, and we made them look awful. Um, so, yes, we were that good. And I've been saying since, I mean, there was a – I mentioned it a handful of times, but when when Freddie Youngberg took over the team for that brief period of time after after Unai Emery, you know, I took a look at the roster from and and on transfer market. I just I had it sort from age down, like the oldest to the youngest, and like David Luiz was up there, and Socrates and Licksteiner, I think was still there, and uh, and I and I just saw a line at like age twenty five where I'm like, there's maybe two players above that line that I would start. One was Bern Leno, and one was Aubameyang. I'm like, everyone lower than that, I, you know, I wouldn't start everyone lower than that, but I could be okay starting a team from everyone that was younger than that. And that's two years ago. Saka was two years younger than he is now. Smith-Rowe was two years younger and not really into the team yet. So I've been dying to see this youth anyway. And, I mean, there's no, there's no time better than the present to see our talented youth play. Uh, you don't want them, you know – sprinkling and experimenting things when you're making a run for third or fourth place but right now the momentum is with the kids we just have to find out the right combination of more senior players to play with them rather than find out the right combination of the young players to play with a team of seniors and that's you know that's arteta's biggest job right now is, is you know not upsetting the whole balance of the team does lacazette work better with the kids or does obami does you know does Jaka work better is putting one of the young kids, Laconga in his place better. Those are the challenges that he has, but the younger, the better, as far as I'm concerned. I want that Leo Meso to play next week. Mm. Uh, That eight-year-old wonder kid. Um, I'm hoping to see him while I'm, uh, while I'm over in England.
0: Well, at at what point last week did Bert or um, did Mikel Arteta have to call in bird Leno and unbreak that promise that all the media stated that uh, he made that Ramsdale would uh, would drop back to the bench. Um, just goes to show again the clickbait media of of England and, and Arsenal specifically. That would
1: have made me more – I mean, I knew Granit Xhaka was going to play, but I'm like, if he starts Leno against Spurs, then then like you, Andy, I'm done. I don't know what I'm done with because everyone who says st- they're done with Arsenal is never done with Arsenal.
0: Oh, you, all you have to do is you can say something, <laughs> and then as long as you admit the next week that you've Lee gunnered it, you can go back. You can go back. It's like back
1: it that. wipes
3: it clean. Now, James. I kind um, of like
1: when, when you say that that, that you're going to accept money and then and send a shirt to somebody and then you just yeah. change your mind? Yeah. yeah. You,
3: you you send your shirts out so you can't be like, yeah. You no. Know. Yeah. You, you uh, I mean, he's you probably, got half
1: of that transaction, right? He got the part where he gets the yeah. money, right? And then the other part where the shirt actually gets where, – where, where the purchase gets fulfilled, not he's so great. He's very too busy eating his sausage
0: sandwich. He came up a little uh, bit short. Um. James, the majority of fans two weeks ago wanted Arteta out. Um, yesterday, you know, the man could have been built a statue. I, I, I get it. But <laughs> is this a paper over the cracks, band-aid type of solution? Or do you think that maybe this Arsenal team, now that, I mean, for the first time in a long time, every senior player was available for selection. Is this now the, 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 the corner we're turning where Arteta has the team Probably 80 to 90 percent of the team he wants. Right. Because the transfer window, we brought in a lot of players and we're seeing them play now week in and week out. What do you what do you think about this Is it overreaction or is it still like, hey, we've got a lot of issues under the surface?
3: Um, I, I think the most important thing is, is it's it's bought more time. Um, we, we've got a running coming up of five games. Uh, mm-hmm. when, you, when you look at them all, the ones that stand out the most for me are actually Brighton and Villa. Oh, uh, no,
0: th- you can't say Villa.
3: It's the Emmy Martinez Derby. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, Brighton and the Emi Martinez Derby, they're the ones that uh, stand out for me as the two that you're thinking, well, they're probably the toughest, looking at how Leicester have got on and Leeds are getting on at the moment as well. So I, I think if if we do relatively well out of all those, then then you can properly judge. And and the other big thing for me is is this spine that he's got now of, you know, party and that back five, if one of them, if something happens to, you know, a suspension or an injury to one of them, whoever comes in, if we can still stay at that level, then that's where I would really go, okay, now I'm seeing something. Because that's the the main worry for me is is if one of them goes, are we just going to drop off completely? Because I think the level that's underneath them, sadly, is still not anywhere near. I mean, I'm not, you know, okay, Maitland-Niles is, you know, coming in and he's looking good here and there, but I don't think he's – got the technical quality on the ball for our midfield sadly uh, compared no. to the others that are there lukonga i like him uh, he's got beautiful range of pass and everything else but still you know he's still relatively new but and in in terms of if tommy asu or gabriel get injured i you know i don't want to see Mari and cedric sadly
1: yeah i mean we've seen we've seen how early in the season when the team struggled the, the excuse was well we don't have our best players yeah who's missing? and it's seemingly turned out to be a fairly valid excuse i mean mm-hmm. you want you know from a from a team standpoint you want to be able to weather those storms but uh but you're now talking about the flip side of it where now we have everyone available for selection other than maybe granite jaca going forward uh, for a few weeks um and what that's where you, there's still more work to be done is is yeah. making sure the drop-off is not that significant when you when you have to miss a player and right now. Our current winning streak and our purple patch, if you will, um, is very tenuous based on, you know, it, and it could all go down based on one or two people getting hurt. So, exactly. But,
0: you know, you say that, though, Mike, and Owen, what do you think here? Because when I think about it, I'm thinking, OK, so if a center back goes out, holding jumps in and you're like, OK, he's had a fairly decent run of matches. So I'm like, that's not huge. Tommy goes out, you're like, all right, you've got Cedric, Chambers, you can go in. That's probably a bigger one because since we've seen the young kid, he's just been phenomenal. And then if Xhaka goes out, we've seen how good Lacan So, you know, I think to James's point, if you're changing three or four of them, issue. But if it's one or two, I feel like you can tweak that. But, like, what was the statistic since Gabrielle's return? We've conceded, well, now two goals, but we haven't lost. Mm Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, so I I do. And then yesterday, you got to give credit to Ben White. They looked like they were like, okay, he's the guy we're going to attack. And then the first five minutes, he was like, nope. I mean, he was (laughs) fucking superb yesterday. That was the Ben White we were talking about last week, where we're like, we've seen way more positive performances. He just needs to get over the
1: hump. But I haven't heard that from a lot of people. I I, I even asked because I was like. Very. I was doing a lot of stuff at the pub yesterday, doing the charity event and stuff. So, like, I didn't get to really drill down on the players. So, I asked somebody that was at the at the pub. I said, "What'd you make of Ben White today?" And he's like, "It's like he was he was he was fine." But that's what you want. You
0: want him to just be fine. You don't. You know. But But and, and guys, when when Mike says he asked someone at the pub, he's looking in a mirror in the bathroom, talking to himself.
1: And that's oh, what my, that's who he's quoting. I didn't even get to the bathroom because of all of my fans that were huddled around me <laughs> trying to. Uh, but uh, but yeah, no, I I I'm just saying your praise of him is something that maybe that that I haven't heard that much. And in a partnership with Gabrielle, where Gabrielle seems to get more of the headlines than Ben White is, I don't mind the 50 million quietly good centre back. It doesn't need to be. But like, good. well, well he, he, here here's what I'll say, and and and. In ben
2: white's defense is that for for me we were always told individually going out onto the football pitch playing win your first battle whether that's a whether that's a pass or a tackle or your first touch or whatever it is just make it a good one Uh, and if it wasn't for ben white yesterday i don't think we would have seen the aggression um and the the willingness to fly into those challenges because he was the first one to put in a real heavy slide tackle and set that tempo very early on he set the standard of the commitment that you're going into those challenges with and i think that that just lifted everybody not only on the pitch but in the stands as well um
1: and if it was Mustafi okay. doing that, we would have gotten a red card. We would have been down to ten men. The whole match would
0: have been different. Yeah. So. <laughs> the referee would have went over, been like, "It was a great tackle and a fair challenge, but I got a oh. red card, you." Hmm. Uh, but as Miami John wrote, White's first tackle at the minute twenty mark set the tone for the whole match, and I and I think just, it did just, both. Just, right? just
2: point.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you both have the same <laughs> point, but that throwing out to the the, the 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 comments, like it kind of set the tone for both teams, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and you bet. know what,
1: That's Aston good. would like to say that that tackle was brilliant. He's just going to get the hot take from Aston.
0: Oh, yeah. Let's put that on a Um, (laughs) T-shirt. I will say this. Whenever Liverpool were winning during their title season run two seasons ago, you never heard about how well their defense played, right? And that's Mm -hmm. what you want. You want your defenders to just go in, do their business, and you don't necessarily have to think, oh, Gabriel was fantastic. White was fantastic. You never heard that about Van Dyke
2: Gomez. It was just like they were the there, one, and everyone knew how good they were. You don't have to say it. So the perfect. one thing about our backline, and I think this is is quite crazy at the start of the season. Um, if you were to tell me this, but I think that if we could lose anybody out of that backline, and um, I think it would probably be Ben White and Kieran Tierney. And Kieran Tierney is my favorite player for Arsenal. I absolutely adore the guy. But I think that Tommy Asu and Gabrielle are more pivotal out of the four, they are the more yeah. pivotal systemically in terms of uh, solidifying that back four.
1: I don't know. I mean, that Noon Tavaj is is, uh, is 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 a winner in my book, but I, the drop-off from Tierney, the things that Tierney can oh, do... I'm not saying there's a drop-off, but I'm saying... I know, we, I know that, but yeah. I, I, I would agree with you that maybe Ben White is the one that is easier to replace because of the things that the others do, but I wouldn't put Tierney in the same category. I would put it as a three-to-one because Tierney... Kearney brings so much in the attack, and and um, you know, I, I don't know how you know in an extended run of games, and we may unfortunately end up finding out uh, based on pr- prior experience. But I, I mean, I, I agree with the point, which was about Ben White, really more. But than the only thing, happened. again, the caveat,
2: my own point, uh, and I've said this before, is that the things that we are the things that we are questioning ben white over are the things that we were worried or or the things that we weren't worried about Uh, and what i mean by that is he was beating harry kane in the air to every ball defensively he was very solid position very good it's just his progression on the ball and stuff that hasn't been exactly where we maybe would have expected and i can almost guarantee you that that's going to come within time and it's just going to take him a little bit of time to to forget about that price tag to settle uh, to start to know his teammates to understand the movements of the side. Uh, and that is something that will come within time, but it's really positive to see him um, answering questions that a lot of people had about his physicality and
1: his willingness to defend. It's a great yeah. topic you brought up. I mean, the, the Gooners podcast episode 6.41, who can we afford to lose? Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Focus I mean, on like, like, like if these players die, could we still get top six? So
0: in the, in the, in the 12 years i've known mike i I know three things about him okay his love for bedazzled yarmulkes um if you guys don't have one yet Close to Hanukkah, he will be my mail Etsy them out. store.
1: My Etsy store launches next week, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and you will fulfill your orders, you yeah. Make, just make well, sure I, <laughs> I will keep your money and fulfill <laughs> your order, not just the first thing.
0: Um, the second thing that I know that Mike likes, I'm not allowed to share on air or will get canceled. But the third thing is his love of a knee slide. <laughs> and Mike, I need you to break down in detail your thoughts on the Obamiang knee slide.
1: Well, you know, Owen and I were talking about this a lot and we and we spoke about it yesterday on the on the on the uh, the pod and I'll, I'll let him do his bit on this but knee slides can be graded on a lot of different things and you know, it could be they grade, they're graded on the the length of the slide, how how straight they are or whether they're curved. They can be uh, on their width. Most people actually think a, w- a wide knee slide is better than a, than a long knee slide in many cases. The girth, I should say. Um, how many people are, are together in, in the knee slide? I like, I like multi-person knee slides, but um, but yeah, I do love a good knee slide. Um, I do have that on record as saying, and, uh, and this one yesterday was was the rare treble. He pulled off the treble, and I'm going to you know pass it over to Owen to get us canceled.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll take a massive pleasure in doing that. Um, look, we were talking all uh, off our, myself and Mike about like how pristine. Like the Emirates pitch is literally known as the carpet. It is absolutely pristine, and I'm pretty sure our groundsman would be fuming at the best of times um, with those types of celebrations. But Jared made a very, very good point that if that was what we think it was, making that third line. Thank God, because where would he have ended up without that anchorage? You know, he he would have still been going. He would have been he would have been down in Selhurst Park. <laughs> the <laughs> so the it
1: friction there. necessary to stop a player like Obama Yang is tremendous, and he's got it. Mike
2: Mike, Mike broke this down. We 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 did a, a VAR and, and and we did an instant replay and, and tactically broke this down. Tactical breakdown coming soon to the goodness podcast. Um And he sort of came to the conclusion that that it was actually. It was actually his foot. So if if you look here, okay, you can't see him from the waist up. There you go. You'll see his foot starting to rotate now, and it seems to be the tip of his toe. All I can say is
0: that Oh. With how You guys are saying it's his penis.
1: Dandy. Jesus, we're not. We're not saying that it's his penis, but we're also not not saying
2: that it's <laughs> All I'm saying is the groundsman is probably so thankful that it wasn't because that would have been a huge crater... Because the guy has balls of steel, obviously finishing like that in a North Mountain Derby. So, um, oh, Captain, my Captain.
1: So yeah, that it was a great knee slide, and and the goal. I mean, can we can we actually talk about something a little more you know family friendly here already? The goal itself uh, <laughs> made me nearly orgasm all over the place. <laughs> um, I mean, starts with Granite Jaka. And then, as I as I called it earlier today on uh, on, on on TGT, it was a Giroud like or Giroud esque little dinky touch to get the ball back to ESR, who knew that ESR was just going to run onto it in space. Uh, and then the old Aubameyang, the one who wasn't playing in front of fans and was therefore not happy or energetic, um, you know, would have probably just take took it a jog up the pitch and and watched the play develop. This Obama Yang turned and ran his ass off to get to the 18, find his space to to get the the, the pass back from from ESR for a cool one time finish. I mean, that kind of Arsenal streaming forward uh, and and just looking dangerous like that. That's an Arsenal we have not seen in a long long time. We certainly didn't see it in any of our previous wins this season. We didn't see it in our in our losses. And yeah, peak Wenger ball. We've seen it a few times since then, but. Um, but what I mean—that was my favorite goal I've seen Arsenal score in a long time, just because of the the, the free-flowing nature of it and the knee slide. The triple knee slide was a uh, was a bonus. So I'll be honest. I actually Sunday.
0: Um, you know, because, you know, the whole family thing. We went to a pumpkin patch. So I was listening to the match and my AirPods. And the things I, you
1: miss Arsenal games for keep getting more and more ridiculous. Well, uh, it's
0: also the fact that, like, yeah, so Saturday night I went to see the Rapids play. Unfortunately, Cole was not playing, but we had a nice little chat before the match. And uh, my neighbor I went with was like, so what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I'm like, Arsenal going to get battered. He's like, yeah, but Tottenham are pretty bad. I said, it doesn't matter to Arsenal. Like, We'll make them look good. So I just said to Chris – Book whatever you want to book because I just don't expect it. But to my point was I got home, jumped on the trainer and worked out, and I rewatched the first half. And I'm not sure I can remember a better 45 minutes of Arsenal since maybe 2016, maybe even not then before. But more the probably more the soccer goal, but even knowing the, the score and listening to the match live, the soccer goal gave me goosebumps just watching it all over again. I don't know what it was, more than the M.L. smith row goal, Um, but it was just, this, uh, to you guys, I don't know when we've played that well. Like, United kind of comes to mind. But, like, we could have easily put five or six in. And the only thing I would have gotten angry about yesterday is the fact we took our foot off the gas in the second half. Like, that's the only thing I was angry about because we could have really just pulverized them. But it was kind of like one of those, you see C- City did it to us, right? The match is out. Of, of grasp let's just play let's just like it was basically a training so match the under, life out of yeah it. it was a training match in the second 45 minutes
1: james i was saying to someone with me at the pub i'm like uh, actually i was saying it to john horlick uh our, our buddy fellow pony um i'll explain that sometime the uh i was like i wouldn't mind seeing the most boring second half ever like we just we are we're not protecting a one 0 no lead we're protecting a three three no lead james would you say that like you, you would share Andy's disappointment that we didn't really just put our foot on their neck and go for the jugular? Or were you in the mood to see a pretty boring half as long as it didn't include conceding two goals and getting the squeaky bum time?
3: Yeah. I, I mean, um I, I agree uh, in, in, you know, in hindsight with the result and everything else like that. But when you think about it, we, we have got a very cautious manager. So you sort of predicted that, you know, going by – his standards. It, it, we're probably going to get to about sixty-five, seventy minutes. Then he's going to bring, you know, Tavage and I was thinking maybe he'd maybe he'd bring another defender on as well and just shut it up a bit more. But um, you know, yeah, I, uh, he brought my, Niles on, which you know had to be done because Jacker obviously got injured. But no, I would, you know, watch him when we go three 0 three nil up, playing like that. Yeah, you 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 want to punch him in the throat. You know, you got you want to beat him bad because. You know, part of me was like, it could come down to goal difference uh, where we finish. So let's, you know, let's bump it up, you know, try and try and bump it up a bit. But when you were talking about the knee slides as well, I just want to give uh, Saka a shout out because his, he stopped right on the line. Ooh. It was just the time, the, the timing of it was perfect. Absolutely sensational. Very impressed as well as the goal. I thought the celebration was very, very good. And, you know, Kane, uh, Kane's been getting set up by him for England for a while. It was nice for him to repay the favor as well, I think. It was a lovely little assist. Well, two assists, one in the build-up and
1: then one again. It made it so much better that that was Kane, that he that that, that he that yeah. he was basically plowing through to score that goal. all <laughs> yeah. oh, the highlights
0: are on TV right now. Um, let's go to a quick roundtable, man-of-the-match performance. James, we'll start with you. Who who do you, you kind of put above everyone else for your man-of-the-match?
3: Yeah, I, I picked Saka um, just for um, – he, he won a lot of his tackles and he made a lot of recoveries as well. So it was defensively as well as offensively class. Um, but you could have gi- you could have given it to him. You could have given it to Smith-Rowe, Tommy Asu, uh, Ramsdow even, apart from the suicide ball to Xhaka, which he apologised for after the game. He didn't get that with the previous keeper. And uh, I also liked as well when that goal went in how angry he was at himself. He's like mm. smacking himself in the face. like He's angry that he let the goal in. So that's the thing. I, I don't mind him making those kind of mistakes because I know he'll learn. Whereas if Leno does it, doesn't care. He's like, well, I'm still going to play next week anyway. So no, I'm, I'm, gonna, glad. I'm glad we've made that change.
0: I'm going to jump in and, and just echo that real fast. I would give it to Ramsdale. Everyone was superb, all 11. You could choose from any of them. But there were certain saves, especially in the first half, that near post shot from some early on Mm. um but the, the the save where he saved it and it rebounds off the the uh the crossbar his initial reaction after that was to essentially turn and just bitch out three players that the shot even went towards goal yeah um and that's what we've lacked like we've talked about it so often that but it, not since Koscielny or prior to Kashani, did we have a, a, a leader back there who will actually yell and say, what the fuck are you doing? That should not happen, right? It's usually like a oh, high five, but like he was furious, and I love to see it. So my man in the match would go to him because he made two or three other saves and moments of the game where, as Mike mentioned, squeaky button time, we were there, and, you know, buttholes got real tight. And he kind of kept them from. He's, you know, he's got a
3: real presence, hasn't he? He Which does. I think this. I think that team needs. I think they need someone to actually yell at them. But as well as that, it's it's the positive affirmation he gives. Like um, the shot that in the second half that comes from Kane, and then he saved it, and it rolled out, and then Tomiyasu just quickly whipped it away mm-hmm. from the corner. He picks Tomiyasu Asu straight back up, and he's like, "Yeah, come on, you're my guy." And he said in his interview afterwards, um, it wasn't on TV here, but I watched it later on on Twitter when it came up. He said that uh, that forging these relationships that he has, because he was really disappointed he didn't even get picked for the England team in the last international break, but he's like, no, I stayed here and trained, wanted to get to know my back four and everything. And you can really see it paying off. I mean, he also mentioned that he's known Ben White since they were 17, 18, from when they were young and lived in Bournemouth, you know, near each other. And they can't believe that they're at Arsenal. You know, they've gone from being friends to teammates as well. So... I it's just just nice I to hear that stuff. stuff like that.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm a huge chemistry guy, and I just absolutely <laughs> love – I don't mean like I have beakers and shit. I mean like, like I love team <laughs> chemistry. Oh, he does, but they're for his yarmulkes. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't even make any sense. Um, but, yeah, the, uh, the the chemistry on this team, and that's why – I mean you could you could give man of the match to nine players. Uh, Saka was magnificent, ESR, Odegaard. Thomas Partez, the silent assassin. I mean, he he almost broke his duck. Uh, that would have been the, the roof that doesn't exist at the Emirates would have come off the Emirates if he had scored. Um, but uh, you know, when everyone's kind of so close and canceling each other out, you got to look at Ramsdale, and it's not just the saves he made. It's it's he's making the four players in front of him better, and they're already not bad. Uh, but this, I mean, this unit we haven't had a unit, and by unit I mean the five players in the back, including the goalkeeper that is meant to shut down the opposition's opportunities at scoring goals. We have not had a consistent unit in how many years? I yeah, mean, it's,
0: been a, it's been quite the a closest,
1: while. The closest was, you know, when, when at least we knew that, that like Per and, and Koscielny were going to start. Uh, Monreal was on the left and... Bellerin was on the right. Bellerin was on the right and like the, the former version of Bellerin and you know, whoever was in goal behind them, that was usually the problem. Chuck, Ospina, you know, one of those types. But, uh, but I mean, this unit just – you just get a stamp with their five names on it so that it's easier for Arteta to just put it on the team sheet without having to write five names in because that's what we need from this team.
0: Yeah. Well, and I think over the last couple of weeks you've seen that stamp at least get made, right? It's been molded because it's been the same lineup bar a couple different tweaks tactically – and I think the biggest one we saw yesterday was Pepe dropping to the bench. As some, I think um, Aston wrote in the comments, like usually he's on seventy touches a, in a match. We win with him dropping. Odegaard got those seventy, but it was just a, a different lineup. Oh, and tell me who's your man of the match and why.
2: Um, look, I don't want to be born and go. Go along the same lines mine would probably be Aaron ramsdale but uh, i'll jump to somebody else who i think is definitely in with a shout as well which was gabrielle at the back i think that he is an absolute mammoth of a defender i think that something that we're talking about and i think that we're all in unison with agreeing is that is that passion when you talk about passion people say passion merchant as if that's a negative thing and mike talked about chemistry um whichever sense he's talking about it in but in this instance when you're talking about transmitting energy over to the fans is absolutely massive you know ability in football is 60 70 percent but the ability to make a connection with the fans and get them on side is absolutely huge as well now I think that's something that we've been absolutely starved of as fans in recent years you know you look at Hector Beller and people say oh he's a good footballer he makes these fucking stupid documentaries and and plants trees and shit and all this here and that's not just him but you look at Mustafi throwing his arms shouting and blaming at people that's fine but people like Gabrielle fly into challenges and put their body in the line. Tommy Asu with a relentless work rate and, a, and an extremely positive attitude Aaron Ramsdale Turning around and celebrating with the fans after being scrutinized by the same bunch of fans only months prior over the over the valuation of his transfer fee when you're starting to look through this this Arsenal side that's the big difference now Kieran Tierney another fan favorite Thomas Partey, people on side with him Aubameyang for all his flaws of last season is still a very likeable guy and that's the difference when we talk about a process and getting people on board and trust this process the way you get to get the way you get people to trust the process is make them buy into individual people and then buy into them as a collective because trust me if ramsdale goes out and has a bad game next week i'm not getting on that guy's back after a week or two of bad performances why yeah you buy yourself likeable. a buffer
1: when when, yeah, when
2: you're it, liked by the fans exactly and that's and that's the thing with the Invincibles, you know, or, or any team like that, even after they had tailed off, they still demanded the same amount of love and respect from this fan base. And I think that's the core difference with this group of players is that we're starting to build the most likable Arsenal squad in, in many, many years.
0: But I, I think in in sense to like Ramsdale, a couple of times yesterday, we played; he was played into a position of struggle and he just cleared it. You could tell from the fans from their just cheering, like that's something we haven't seen for so long. And like, James, I don't know if it's your opinion, but like I kind of always felt like Leno would always try and play himself out of danger. And I was kind of on the fence was like, well, is he being instructed to do that? Well, but I'm like, but no, because I used to, as a keeper, I would be like, no, you just boot it. If you're in danger, yeah. you just boot it. Yeah. Right. When in doubt, kick it out. That was the saying that you used to hear as a kid. When in doubt, kick it out.
3: I thought and you were gonna hit the bell down. there.
0: But. Yeah, Ramsell. <laughs> yesterday, there were a couple moments where he just fucking launched it, and it was like that's what we needed because it allowed yeah. that back five to reset, and we're like, all right, let him come at us again. And you know, it's just it's refreshing to see some change.
3: Mm. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. And that's the thing. It's it's like I said earlier. He he's got a presence and a confidence in himself. You know, like. He, he's done a lot of talking, which we haven't seen from the goalkeeper. You know, for a German goalkeeper, it, Leno's got to be one of the most shy ones I've ever seen, apart from the small little Brett the Hitman heart promo he gave after that penalty shootout win against Liverpool, where he was like, oh, I'm the best and I was always the man and I'm going to be the man. I've, ne- <laughs> I've never really heard him say anything more afterwards. I, I, I don't know. I, and it's like I said earlier, OK, yeah, Emi Martinez is gone. But when he was there, you could tell that those players trusted him more than they trusted Leno. And because of the presence factor and the fact that he did come out and claim everything, which is what this goalkeeper does as well. And um, that was one of the main reasons we uh, purchased him. They said that they looked at all the statistics and were like, right, this guy's got the most claims from crosses and he makes claims from uh, set plays, which we can be susceptible at because Leno tends to punch and then it's a second ball that comes in. And they either head the second ball or they head it onto to a teammate and then they score. So, no, I'm I'm really, really impressed. And at first I had my reservations about the signing. I thought, OK, the fee, you know, considering where else we need to strengthen, I thought was a bit much. And it always indicated to me, you're not spending that money for this guy to be second choice. So if that's the case, why have you still kept Leno around? Like, why don't you just sell him if this is going to be your... Uh, It's probably because nobody wanted him, to
1: be honest. Well, but we don't want the drop-off to be Karl Heine in second. No, yeah, yeah, exactly. No, I agree, yeah.
0: No, and then also, like, Ramsdale came later on in the window too, right? And Mm. so with with Leno being part of the German um, side during the Euros, just it was a very, I think, truncated summer for him. If he gets moved on in January, I wouldn't be surprised. Um, but for the most part, I think everyone agrees except for Aston and Mike hers. Um, who both Mike always negative
1: about, about they about just clearly
0: him. hate Jaka because he was born in Albania. I mean, that seems to be the only reason why they dislike. And Guatemala,
1: Guatemala have a very sordid history together, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. and um. I, I don't know how you can say that Jock has been bigged up because he played well yesterday. I mean he was the reason that we countered for a couple of the goals. Um, and he started with that pivot. So uh, Mike, you wanted to mention this, Ike and Henri in the stadium or Eck and Henri were we're together. Is that a power play with the soon to be
1: wait, are we getting bought by a Qatari group? Oh yeah, yeah, and the, 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 but the Qatari group is all is owned by the German group who decided that Leno was going to be placed back into the lineup um, oh. against Spurs. So there's a little bit of shadiness to that. But yeah, I was a little surprised uh, that that got so much publicity and that that frankly, I mean, it looked like Daniel Ek was in an owner's box um, because Thierry Henry doesn't go and sit in the regular seats. So I Thierry Henry had his own box. Well, he might, but like, but like the fact, I mean, so not the owner's box. I didn't mean to say owner's box. I mean like one of those, those club level, whatever we want to call them. Uh, Henri box. was
3: with uh, Dean's son though, wasn't he? So I don't know if it was Dean's box and then mm. they all just went in there together. Cause he was uh Henri's best man at his wedding. I think David Dean's son, I know they've been close
1: forever. Yeah. I mean, whatever that was, was fascinating. I mean, that, that was a statement picture showed, you know, said a thousand words there and, uh, you would think that like every steward and person that works at the turnstiles would have been drilled by the cronkies to uh, you know don't let this man in Keep because he might not leave. Fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, he might not leave and 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 he might start throwing some money around and like cuz cuz if the cronkies don't sell him the club but he like goes and purchases each person that works at the stadium and like eventually he owns like like can you make like a um, you know, like like a like a corporate raider type of thing, where you end up owning the club because everybody that works for the club works, you know, is, is purchased by you. I don't know.
2: Uh, look, are we looking into this too too much? This might be a stupid point and a stupid question, slightly naive on my part. But I know how you start off every point with that. you well, I'm a moron, Mike. It's it's my disclaimer before I say anything stupid, so people can't clip me and throw it back at me. But look, Daniel Danielak is an Arsenal fan who seemingly had some form of friendly relationship with Thierry Henry prior to this takeover talk beginning. We know for a fact that I'm not sure whether he is a season ticket, but he definitely attends games a, a, on a somewhat regular basis, probably more so with you, new Mikey Plastic fan. Um, and uh, maybe are we looking too much into this? The huge game North London Derby was Daniel X simply just an Arsenal fan over to watch the North London derby. He was Correctly. simply just an Arsenal fan.
0: I, I want to read a real comment quick from Dublin Gooner, who says Albania and Guatemala fought out the Great Custard Pie War of 1734, and then he has a pun, messy business. But unless donkey milk can be turned into custard, Mike doesn't know what that is. <laughs> not not me, Mike. Yeah, the other yeah.
1: uh, one. So, yeah, Trev Tra- agrees with your point that it's just two Arsenal fans, yeah. you know, and and um, I don't know, I. I there's a little, there's got to be a little more to it than that. No, oh, I do love like when we the start the conversation
0: and then someone comes in three minutes later. Hey, what were your thoughts
1: on these
3: two at the game together? <laughs>
1: John's asking me if I'm pissed today. I'm like, I, I think you're you might be a little behind. Uh, you well, might be watching on Honoree
3: did Monday night football over here tonight, uh, for the Palace and Brighton game. And they put it all up and asked him about it. And they said, you know, what's going to. And he went, we're not going away. He went, we're going to keep going into. It. So he said, you know, we're, we're here to stay. So, see, that is, there's yeah. much more into it yeah. than, uh,
1: than, than that. Then, James, see, you had just, you have been just been on got the, the wheels the proper, of
0: <laughs> Mike turning. Um, all right. So, next couple of fixtures, as James pointed out, we have Brighton, Palace, and then the, uh, the Evan Martinez Derby. I think minimum we should be securing seven points here, right? james i mean up until november 20th which is when we play liverpool i see us competing and winning a lot of matches and i think with this starting 11 we should be securing a lot of points and if we do drop them i feel like it's because we were just bettered on the day not we shit the bed because you just don't see this starting 11 there just seems so much confidence here
3: yeah yeah i mean um that's that's the test. Like I said earlier, this is this is the, the time now to see what's going to happen. And uh, I, what I would also like to see is, um, I know Arteta, I think it's, he's only ever lost, I think it's once when the team's been leading at halftime in the league. So I'd like to see how we react if we actually are behind. Uh-huh. And when it's, you know, when we're not, when we haven't completely, you know, blown a team out of the water like we did yesterday. Um, I'd like to see what, how we would be if, if, you know, the chips were down and it was a bit more adverse, because then you can really, you know, give your reaction to this team. I mean, at the moment, they're still quite new and it is gelling for now, but it's, you know, I want to see it build and continue. But yeah, I'm with you. I think, I think seven points um, is is doable, uh, possibly even better. So. Yeah, on the clock, and, and I, I
0: assume I assume we'll drop the points against Aston Villa because Emmy Martinez is the greatest goalie to ever live, <laughs> ever play the game.
2: Funny, I was just gonna say, um, <clears throat> myself and Mike will actually be attending that game together. I, I-
1: it, um, it kills it kills me because we we have probably the best tickets for that game that are anywhere in the Emirates. They're right behind
2: like 4 row no seats to Amy Martinez destroying sixty thousand people's fucking Friday evening. I realize
1: that that's probably the game we should have sat behind the goal for, and not in those incredible seats. Just trying to abuse it, no. Amy. Yeah, I have a question yeah, for you, Damien. Fuck you.
0: <laughs> uh, out of all the texts that you've been sending about how you're going to be making
1: love
0: and how you know we'll be
1: as one, we'll be together as one.
0: So did you buy like a extra, 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 extra large pair of pants that you're both going to be in, so you can always be
1: inside one another?
2: I, yeah, I don't plan on even wearing pants, Andy.
1: There's a place called Spencer's Gifts. It's like at all the shopping malls that either used to be here in America, and I just remember they sold something called Fundies. Which were like <laughs> underwear with four legs coming, at like like, and two butts, like like fundies. So we're gonna make everyone, like a we're gonna make you like and your a podcast partner can both wear the same. <laughs> we we
2: have already pre arranged. We're making a, a best friends montage. We're going on the London Eye. We're gonna get them bicycles. You know the one bicycle with two seats on it, and do some <laughs> shit around Buckingham Palace. Yeah, and, but look, the the one thing I wanted to say is look, we have, come, we have to come
1: up. We have to come up with a theme song for our weekend together. <laughs> Uh, we'll work on the greatest that. I love of all. Some,
2: like Oreo, uh, Oreo Speedwagon is always, as you know, make one of my one of my all time favorite uh, bands. So we'll be sticking some of that on I googled,
0: then, uh, I googled uh, Fundies, and this is what came up. Let
2: me see this. Are you guys seeing this? No, no. way to kill. But, it, but I, I was I was just gonna say. Why isn't that, it coming look, up. Look, I know we we're pretty pretty huge. Not just in in. in Biological size, but in terms of a reputation as well. Um, whilst oh, yeah, they're perfect, perfect. That
1: is not what they are, and that's what I googled. Okay, well, fundies, undies. This is what came up. Okay, well, I think we've we've interrupted Owen's point 94 times. Yeah, no, but all I was just gonna say is uh, this is a
2: plea to Sky Sports above everybody else, really. But just please, please, just give us some privacy and don't uh, sort of throw your cameras in their face, in our face like you did Daniel Ack and Thierry Henry that would be very much appreciated and people you want to you go would, there as
1: fans not as media entities not as prospective yeah. purchasers of the club if you um, want like stuff saying just contact your agent don't waste
2: our, our time with people like you as I always say look we're not better than you you just aren't as
1: good as us yeah, I and, will and say this you, now. And if you haven't signed up for this for, for our uh, Patreon yet, I was about to in, say in, if you sign you. up for
0: the the Patreon any level, I will guarantee you, Mike will buy you a pint when you're over in the. Hey, he won't look, he won't half look pint, at you. Our
2: budget doesn't stretch that much. A half pint.
0: Yeah, he won't look at you or talk to you, but he'll buy
1: you one. <laughs> the man knows me. The guys knows me for eighteen years. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and have I if I received any yarmulkes in the mail? You're goddamn bet I didn't.
1: OK, well, that's because I bought you I bought you the baby one for your son and I and I gave him a bris. So that's a brisket. <laughs> no, you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so is that all we got? We have any user questions. Uh, oh, yeah. If
0: we have any user questions. um you know John Smith is the listener who's listening but not listening because we also covered the leak on a shirt like
1: 20 minutes ago. I think John's had a few fights today but uh, <laughs> which is okay John we fully But you can't you can't you can't slag him off too much or he'll arrest you the next time you come over. Um because uh, John's going to be protecting us actually he's going to be our security Owen uh, for that Villa game, and he will be at the Villa game. So, uh, so John will be uh John. Will, uh, I, I haven't told him this yet, but but he's going to be our security. See, he's uh, be now you're making people me slightly, away
2: from us. You're making me slightly concerned because remember, I had that dream that you were like Danny DeVito, height small. Well, either everyone knows the 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 really touching story of the of the work that, in all seriousness, that John has done for Little Max. But but what I will say is that. Either Max is an extremely tall child, or John Smythe is short AF. Uh, so, like, I sent him I, some, I sent
1: him some t-shirts. I'm like, what size is Max? And he's like, don't laugh, he's a big boy.
2: <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, uh, well, no,
1: he's a big kid. Yeah,
2: big yeah, we're gonna to have to get John, John, some some 80s style platforms.
1: Yeah, now so, we. Uh, Danny's so we... mom's watching the show now. That's nice. Nice, wow. Danny's mom who uh, who called me the flat bo- the the fat bloke in America that looks like him. Like, who's your friend <laughs> over in America? But uh, uh, no, I'm looking I'm i looking forward to, to, to the next few games, and you know I we don't lose games when I'm at the Emirates. Um, so the uh, you know we can get that seven points. I think is it's all going to come down to the Brighton game. So
3: <laughs> congratulations, John. No knee slides, John um
1: been. And then, can I also
0: put a PSA out there, Mike? We're gonna um,
3: destroy the Emirates by doing a knee slide outside the Emirates, and the whole yeah. building's gonna fall. You break that celebration corner, you know? All yeah, the all yeah. Tributes are just yeah. now. I know them. how to
1: get my get my brick out of there, so I can bring it
3: home.
0: Um, can I also just reach out with a PSA? We're fully aware that the pod right now is not on iTunes. You do not have to ping us. Forty times a day on Facebook or other social media platforms, and get aggressively angrier as the day goes on. Like we we're working on
2: it. Please stick to lower caps, like lower font letters, preferably, or less
1: intimidating. I mean, I find myself very intimidated by those. So, uh, so yeah. Oh, I've just found a picture of Fundies. So I'll I'll be someone someone do another user question if we have one, or just you can talk about John Smythe's massive. User. I'll be right back
2: so james the question that i always ask people like eh, is what's your favorite sandwich <laughs> and mike loves the way i say sandwich because we don't say sandwich we say sandwich like sam which sandwich
3: yeah so we, we, we've done the meal deal question before when i've been on here um <gasps> oh yeah <sorry. laughs> but uh yeah no i'm i'm as always i'm still you know, it's, got, it's got to be something meat based got to have cheese in there and then a, and then a condiment of some kind that's
2: that's extremely vague james <laughs> we don't do fan sitters
3: here so so uh where where i live um has a very few good uh, salt beef places now uh so if i've got you know if i've got the money in the budget i will i will go for the salt beef mustard and the pickles you know classic it's a staple. Right.
2: You're a proper Arsenal fan, aren't you? <laughs> prawn Sandwich Brigade.
1: <laughs> prawn Sandwich Brigade. Have you ever sat in the club level? No. No. I, <laughs> I I did because at the behest of Lee judges, and when they told me that you could have drinks at halftime for free, I immediately went for the red wine and had about two pints. <laughs> <laughs> had a couple pints at halftime. That's no big deal. It was just pints of red wine. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, uh, what else do we have, user question-wise? Uh, when will it be on SoundCloud from Mikey Hers, in all caps? Um, Tuesday. Yeah, Tuesday. Uh, all right. So I'm getting, I'm almost there with the fundies, and uh, so in the meantime, in the <laughs> meantime, so, like, uh, we
2: have Tuscaloosa Broadband. Like we got,
0: we got two minutes left, Mike. Do something either with the fundies or let's just wrap this shit up. Yeah, let's get ready
1: to wrap this shit up because uh, we are running up against our hour. Uh, James, tell us where we can find you. Uh, you've been podcasting a little bit more recently, it seems. Uh, yes, with us either. So, uh, so yeah. where where can we find you, and when are we doing a crossover? So, I, mean, one yeah. of, I think one of your guys hates me, but but yeah, I mean, you're probably you're probably not going to get on that one. Uh, <laughs> I'm yeah. not going to lie. Yeah. Um, I don't but, know why uh, yeah. he hates me, but I, I mean, who could hate this? Yeah. But, yeah. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> no, does um, he really like Do you do you have personal knowledge that the guy oh no,
0: christ take this offline james where can <laughs> we find you
1: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah it's just at the bottom down there call james 91 on the twitter and then uh, all my podcasts and my links are there my, my own channel's been dead a bit again because uh i just haven't been paying attention to it but yeah i'll eventually come back i always do but no thank you for thank you for having me on it's been really good thanks guys
1: and owen which of the upcoming gooner uh the gunner talk podcast can we find you participating on instead of here
2: You've destroyed my reputation as a podcaster on, on this platform. I used to be taken seriously. Um, I don't even a podcast anymore. You used to make me give by that who? up. <laughs> by who? By who? <laughs> <laughs> um, No, look, I don't know. I take it day by day. I'll see you when I come on. Follow me on Twitter at Owen Young AFC. Yeah. Thanks. Cool.
1: And Andy, are we, are we, uh, is this a weekly thing now? Do we have you back? yeah to be determined is, is it just it pretty much depend on arsenal and whether whether no you're... it depends on how busy i am well look at you
0: mr I, mr popsicle um hey let's keep that hey there it is whoa right. you never said you were going to be <laughs> docking each other i thought you were going to be like leg to leg like this just, well hit this, hit. this, this so is a strange, this is a strange this question and i'm not
2: really, i'm not really sure as to which i would prefer but do we have to face each other that's what I'm
1: saying. Docking. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm, I'm pretty sure that, that 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 there are options that could be used, and and with with as large as they're going to have to be in order to fit me in them, you could you could swivel around. You could probably bring a third person into yours, but
3: they're red and white as well, so you're on brand. That's right. So right. this has been the Gooners yeah. podcast, brought to you by
1: Fundies Underwear hey, for Two. Just a quick question for Owen. Um... Our second least, our, our second least disgusting
0: uh, uh, sponsor of all time. Owen, are you staying with Mike overnight?
2: Um, yes. but okay. There, there uh, has been appropriate plugs and protection. Plugs. Yeah, no. Yes. The only
0: protection you need is anytime Mike says, "I'm going to start making breakfast." I need you to leave the place of wherever you're staying. Just go for a walk. Just leave <laughs> for thirty to forty-five minutes.
1: And can I just, just tell you that the 30 or 45 minutes he's going to want to be out of there is about an hour after breakfast, not no, you
0: No, you can deal with that. I'm just telling oh, you. No, you. you're
1: not <laughs> going to want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think we, we ought to end now. So thanks to, to James for joining us. Great to see you again, Andy. Um, I'll be seeing you in precious little amount of time, Owen. Um, and uh, I'm sure we'll be podcasting after the Brighton game. Uh, of course, we'll be doing the open mic show, so please catch us at open, uh, GoonerOpenMic.com and join us. And until next time, come on, you Gooners.